Hey everyone, welcome back to The Cutting Edge with G-Money, where culture meets crypto. Our guest today is a digital artist, explorer, and educator from Canada, best known for some of the most unique and recognizable photographs on the internet, most notably the Hawaii photo that sparked the free Hawaii photo movement. I want you to welcome special guest, Kath Samard. Hey Kath, how are you doing? How's everything? Hey, what's up, G? I'm doing super well. Uh, been a, a busy last uh, few days. I'm trying to catch up some sleep now, but I, I'm, I've been doing good. Very good. Yeah, great. That That's awesome. And, you know, I, I definitely want to get into that in a moment. But, um, you know, I the way we met was I reached out to you uh, probably, I think it was about a month ago at this point, uh, because I was interested in collecting one of your pieces. And, you know, I, I, the first conversation we had is, you know, you told me about this idea of yours and I loved it right away. Um, so before, I guess we get, we get into everything that just happened this week. If you could just give like a, I guess a brief bio and a history of like, you know, what your background is, how you ended up here, um, in NFTs, what got you interested and, you know, how, how you came to, to wanting to sell this, this photograph, uh, the way you did and, and the reasons for doing it. For sure. Um, so, Hey everybody. Um, I'm Kat Samard. I'm a French, uh, Canadian. Um, so I'm from Quebec and now I'm based in the Canadian Rockies. Um, so I started doing photography back in 2016 and that was right after basically I did uh, two years of farm work um, in Australia. So I was a, a farmer. Um, I was working at a banana farm and uh, back back in the days, basically, I got um, a company that reached out to me and they asked me to take photos of their products. And at that time, I did not have a camera. But I decided to say yes. And then with that money, I bought my first camera. And then I started to travel the world. And I fell in love with landscape photography, uh, most precisely in the Canadian Rockies, where um, it was my first time seeing a uh, mountain that's, that's huge. And I just completely fell in love with the outdoors. And um, in the process, I became a Sony ambassador. And then I um, went into uh, photography full time. And for NFTs, really, I think that this really sparks my interest back in uh, January 2021. So that was after a very sort of like difficult year with COVID. Um, I could not do any photography workshops anymore. So I lost most of my income and I was trying to find new things that were making me excited and try to spark back that, that passion that I have for photography. And um, basically, I was on TikTok and I, I saw a video about um, NFTs and that really sort of like got me interested. And then I started to talk about it with a few people. And then uh, my good friend, uh, Matt Scoble, who's in the audience right now, he was like, Kat, you really need to look into this. So I started to look into this um, more and more. And um, I started to jump on Clubhouse and, and listen to NFT rooms and um, I, I started to develop some, um, you know, good, good, good relations within the community and, uh, sort of like sharing my story. And it took me, I think probably three months before doing my drop. And I remember, um, I remember that, you know, everybody was like, when, when is your drop? When are you going to drop? You know, you've been there a long time, but I think that's part of my, my, uh, my style to just really take my time and, and, and really, um, really just analyze, you know, what's possible and, and really take my time to um, to put my art out there. So then I, I did my Genesis drop, I think back in April, I believe. And then I did a few more drops after that. And um, for that specific image, I, I, I really wanted to find something that would tell the story of the Hawaii image. And um, that that's really how, how I decided to, um, once again, really take my time to to um to formulate a story around this and uh and that's how the the hawaii project um sort of like was born yeah i and you know that's that's amazing i i love i didn't realize uh how you got started uh it, with photography so i think that that's incredible too with the journey that you've made along the way um i guess for those in the audience that don't know uh could you just go over a little bit about the hawaii project and you know like 
I know you explained it to me when, when we first spoke and I actually, I love the idea. Like you, the second you told it to me and I think I was one of the first people you spoke to about it. And I was just like, Oh yeah. Like I, I, I think this is an incredible idea uh, with regards to pushing the space forward and, and kind of like, discussing artists' rights and, and stuff like that. So I would love to hear your thought process behind that. For sure. And yes, you were the first uh, the first person that I pitched the idea. Um, and uh, I was just really, really happy that you liked it. And it, it gave me a lot of confidence into moving forward. And I think that you're, uh, you, you like to think forward too um, with NFTs in general. Um, so with this project, basically the uh, so the Free Hawaii is basically the first NFT to have its rights released to the world after uh, the purchase of it. Uh, so we released it. Uh, I think that was yesterday. I'm sort of like losing track of time. Um, and um, the the project originated from the idea that that the virality and large large use of an image uh, in the physical and both online world uh, increases the importance um, of provenance and therefore the value of the NFT. So basically the idea was that uh, copies make the original more, more valuable. And um, with the story of this, this image, perhaps to give a bit more context. So I took that image back in 2017 um, when I was on a layover, uh, sort of like coming back from Hawaii, back home. And uh, I decided to make a quick stop um, in Hawaii and I think I, I spent maybe like 48 hours there and I decided to rent a car. And then I saw that photo that my friend took um, back in the days and I thought it was a really cool spot. So I just went there and then took my photo and then I left and um, and then I posted it on social media and, and, and then it started to become more and more viral. And it got shared more and more by multiple accounts, uh, by brands, and then it started to get stolen. Um, and I was really trying to reach out to these people and be like, hey, like you just posted my photo without credit. So like, hey, you actually posted that photo on a tribal page where you're making money. Like I would like to be compensated. And it started to become very frustrating for me not to be able either to reach out or to be able to, to um, get compensated for the use of that specific photo. And um, I started to reach out to different uh, photo claim uh, companies where basically you submit your image and then they make a research and then they can um, do some claims for you. And uh, I did that back in 2018. So I so basically for four years, I've been trying to um, use different services in, in order to try to, to recover some of these infringements. And I've never received a single dollar. And most of these infringements are still pending because people just don't respond. People just ignore you. And even, even with, um, you know, the, the services of, of, of uh, lawyers, people would still ignore. So it, it became really frustrated to not be able to recover any of the, um, of the infringements. And um, basically I, I was sort of like debating a, some sort of like idea. How can we approach this? How can we, like, how can we fix this? And I was talking with my friend Matt and we had the idea that perhaps instead of just trying to chase the bad guys, why not flip the script completely and me release that image free to use to the world. So I'm take, I'm gaining back control over um, the use of that image. I am telling how people can use it. And then instead of, um, instead of trying to chase the bad guys, I'm really bringing back the value on the NFT itself. And uh, I, we just decided to go for it. Uh, and, and we thought that it was maybe a little bit of a crazy idea at first, because I think that most people, when you get your photo stolen, it's not your first sort of like instinct to give away that photo for free after that to the world. So I think that it, it's like an idea that, um, that in my head would take time to digest, but I really loved how you just got it and you just fully understood the concept. And, um, I'm just, I'm just so happy that we moved, uh, forward together with that and, uh, really thankful. And I'm, I'm looking at the audience right now and I'm seeing, you know, still a, a lot of Hawaii backgrounds. And I think that with this project, it, there's a lot of people that really resonated with it and because they, they had their photos stolen. So it's not only like a way for me to gain back 
control over the use of my image, but it's it's a way for the community to make a statement about um, image rights. So I, I, I'm just like so happy that this this worked great. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of like the thought process behind this. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You know, like I think um, a, a couple questions and comments and like my first question is, or comment I guess is, you know, we're always, I, and I know that this is something that's front and center in the NFT space is regarding IP and trademark and copyright and, and all these terms that get thrown around and things that need to get solved. And it's interesting how, you know, your experience as a creator going through the normal uh, channels, right, of using a lawyer and reaching out and, and trying to get this thing settled uh, in the real world actually hasn't been as fruitful as one would think, right, of, of having that legal framework. And, you know, that the process is, one, drawn out because you said you've been working on it now for three or four years. And, you know, how, like, it's not as streamlined as one would think, right? So I, I love the fact that when you came to me and you were discussing it, it was like, yeah, like, to me, this is exactly um, what we should be doing uh, with, with IP. Like, I don't know what the answer is, but um, we need to mess around and, and kind of figure out and disrupt ourselves to that point. You know, I, I think I, I experienced something similar. I remember when I, when I first bought my punk and I started using it as my profile picture and people were like, right click save and using it as their profile pictures. And I was like, please like do it, like use it. Right. Because you're, you're just making the meme that much more popular. Right. And, and to your point is, and I love that when you said that, right, when you said that, you know, the value of the picture is in the virality of it, right? You know, it should be open to everyone. And, and that's, that's really what attracted to attracted me to it, like from the get go, right, right, when you said that. Um, and, and I guess, and, and also like the community as a whole, right? Like it's, you know, a lot of people were changing their profile pictures uh, in support uh, over the last few days. And I, I think that that's been incredible. What's, what's been the feedback from the community as, as a whole and, and support and I'm sure you've heard a lot of great stories from, from other people that you've inspired as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I've received a few DMs about people um, basically sharing their stories about how they got their image stolen either by, you know, even big hubs like uh, Reddit or 9gag and never credited. And like they would just sort of like felt um, helpless with that. And um, it, it's just been the feedback has been absolutely insane. And I've also had people uh, reaching out and being like, well, um, you know, like I'm interested in perhaps trying the same thing. I'm, I'm interested in, in, in um, experimenting with that idea. Like, even if it's not about necessarily releasing uh, the rights to the world, then perhaps is by including a little part of, of licensing within their, um, their NFT um, so I think it's just like a really cool thing. And um, also, I just received an email from Facebook and Instagram asking me to uh, participate in uh, perhaps opening the discussions around rights. So I think that this is just like a huge win that they're seeing what we're doing. They're seeing what, what's happening. And uh, yeah, I was just so, so happy to receive that email basically just an hour ago. So I think that they're just seeing, um, you know, what we're doing here in the NFTs and they're really interested to hear more about it. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I think that that's, I think that's just a testament to how much these big companies are actually paying attention to the space. And, you know, I, and I keep saying this uh, in a lot of my conversations where I feel like we're in that, in that quiet period where, um, anybody with a major brand is evalu evaluating the space and taking a look at it and looking at the opportunity. And to them, um, they, they're looking at what works and what doesn't. Right. And so like the beautiful thing of, of what you just did here this week that I love is that, you know, we're, we're not going to get everything right every time. Right. But you're not going to figure out what works and what doesn't unless we give it a shot. Right. So, that to me is, you know, one, one of the things that I always try to do is like, let's push the space forward. Let's try to innovate because every, like people are watching, right? Like these major brands that can put a lot of, of their marketing dollars and their budget behind things, like they can sit there uh, and they're going to, they're watching very closely and very intently, you know, uh, along those lines. Uh, I just want to, I just want to say something where, with regards to PoOps from last week. 
Um, last week, a couple people had trouble getting claiming their POAPs because there was so much of an overload. So what we decided to do this week was increase the POAP uh, claim period. So starting from now until 745, uh, you guys can go to gmoney.ai and you can claim this week's POAP. And uh, this week's POAP is actually a special edition because uh, the free Hawaii background is, is actually the background of the POAP itself. So those are like super free to claim. I, I think that those are going to be amazing uh, to, to keep in your wallets uh, long term and, and stuff like that. But but yeah, I mean, I, Kat, so like, what do you see? Like, what do you what are you hoping? To, where are you hoping NFTs go from here with regards to rights uh, and, and IP? You know, like I, I know it's still really early from from what you just did, uh, but I, I know that it's at least starting the conversation and the beautiful thing about starting these conversations is that people much like all of crypto is people iterate on top of other ideas and the open source of everything allows it to happen faster. Right. So um, I know you wanted to start the conversation, but have you gotten any feedback of people maybe wanting to push even further? Um, what are you thinking of to do next? Like, I guess like, what's your, what's your vision and plan from here? Yeah, so it's it's definitely a good conversation to have. I think that, you know, this this entire Free Hawaii project was a, really like an experiment to see what kind of uh, possible feedback that we can get out of this. Um, I've, I've heard a, a few people basically planning on um, integrating uh, rights within uh, the NFTs because right now NFTs, it, it doesn't necessarily protect you right so we're still gonna have to um go against the bad guys and 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 use um either uh, image claims uh, image claim services uh, or lawyers and, and and try to recover some of that money so i think that just by making this image available to the world um perhaps just this will just open new horizons of the different possibilities that that we have and i think that um, receiving that email from Facebook and Instagram was exactly what I was hoping for to be able to reach out or people reaching out to me and be like, Hey, let's talk about this. Let's see what we can do. And I think that, um, perhaps just making them more aware of what's happening. I'm sure that they know what's happening, but like what sort of like implementation can we do within social media to make sure that people are credited or to make sure that, um, you know, people are being compensated if, if that image is, is used in rights. And I'm hoping that um, technology could could help us achieve that. But as of right now, I think that project was just sort of like the first step into really talking about it, because I feel that it's been dying down a little bit over the last few years. It's like, oh, well, you know, everybody's using images for anything and uh, nobody's really able to recover from it. Um, I have a few French photographers who worked with uh, some of similar companies than me and they were able perhaps to recover thousand bucks um, a month for some of the images but even me with my other images to be honest i don't think that i have been able to recover more than one or two thousand dollars out of the entire claims uh, that we made uh, including free hawaii and all of the other images within my portfolio so yeah, i think yeah sorry sorry finish no, no. So basically, I think I think that 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 uh, it's just really going to be about listening to the possibilities and seeing if the technology could help us. Right. And and so I guess to that end, then uh, I would I'm sure a lot of people uh, I probably speak for a lot of people here where it's like what you know, if if you did get have the rights and you did get like fully paid out on the use of that image uh, over the past few years, like. What is that payout usually like, right? Because I know we we have been talking a lot in the space about, you know, obviously giving back to the creator and allowing them to experience in that upside. But I don't know, especially how like photography works with regards to uh, like what's your payout or like how much would you make on the on the photo being used in, you know, for different things that like you missed out on. Yeah, for sure. I think that for the claims, let's say if if. I think I probably had over a hundred claims uh, with that image over the last uh, four years. So I, usually with the penalties, like this can go up to $5,000 per case. So there's that. <laughs> so, um, and then 
let's say like th that image would still have the the potential to be licensed over over you know its lifetime so i think that if you market an image really well um you know you have perhaps the potential to make 100 200 300,000 dollars depending on which companies that you're licensing and where this photo is going and then with all the infringement seriously sometimes uh, there are lawyers that are pretty savage and just you know imposing insane insane um, penalties up to up to maybe $30,000 or even uh $50,000 depending on how long the company has been using uh the 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 image uh depending on what use um depending on how big is this company so there's it's definitely hard to know for sure but i think that that price tag that i put was representative of perhaps all the 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 money that i i should have been able to recover plus perhaps uh, its lifetime um uh usage uh, for licensing um so yeah it's it really depends right yeah and i imagine also anytime you get lawyers involved i'm sure that they they take their their pound of flesh too right so even though you'd be getting whatever five thousand dollars or a couple thousand dollars per claim uh you know the percentage of that that actually goes that flows to you directly is probably um, not that high as, as one would think no for sure i think i think some of the services that i was using were uh keeping 65 percent of the money that was recovered so you know it's, it's still you're not getting back 100 percent of it for sure right yeah no i i i agree that's that's crazy um yeah, I, I mean, I, I I love the fact and and you know when when you reached out to me and when we spoke about it, I immediately was like, I'm gonna buy it. Like, I I want to buy it. I love the story. I love everything that that it's it's trying to promote. And then a couple of weeks ago, we we spoke about it, and you know, we were like, I think it's probably better uh, to do it as an auction. I think that that would be doing the story more justice and and make it more equitable for anybody that wanted to have the opportunity to buy it. So. Uh, fortunately for me, I, I'm lucky that I, I ended up buying it for the price that uh, I originally wanted to get it for. Um, I, I'm super grateful for that. And I, I think you, I think it's an incredible story and I'm so happy that you were able to, uh, um, able to share that with me. Right. Uh, and, and, and to do that. So, uh, I just want to, uh, remind everyone right now that if you go to gmoney.ai, uh, to claim the POAP for, for this week's episode, uh, it's available to claim there. Um, but I guess like, let's, let's go, let's, I guess, make it a little more lighthearted for a minute or two. And I, I want to get back uh, to this at some point as well. But um, outside of like your stuff that you're working on, like what are your favorite NFT projects that you're looking at at the moment, either in photography or outside of photography? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think that um, seeing the the NFTs from my friends, my close friends, um, it just brings me so much joy to uh, to be able to bring people into this space and help them and and see them grow. And I, I'm actually seeing uh, Matt Scoble and Monica and a few other of my friends, Pete, uh, in the audience. And um, I just th that's what I love to to see. I love to see the the work. I love to see the the, the process. I love to see the the progress, how they, you know, how they integrate, and then I think that there's so much value into seeing the the work behind um, the 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 full sort of like journey of of each artist uh, within the space. So I, I I'm gonna say my friends, um, but I'm also gonna say I think I'm gonna say uh, the CryptoPunks um, because when I first entered the space, I was like, what the hell is this? Um, I I, I hated them. I was like, why are people paying so much money for that? And I truly did not understand. But then I, like the more I would be, you know, the more I would observe the, the, the space and understand NFTs in general, I would be like, well, this makes perfect sense because they were the first. And I think that they're just the, 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 the entire symbol of, um, of NFTs. And that, that actually um, brings me to a question for you because I saw your pin tweet um, about investing, you know, on 24 uh, pixel images. And um, I actually had a question for you. What made you, what made you buy CryptoPunk back in, in January? What kind of mindset were you in? Um, so, yeah, so thanks. It, it's funny you say that because I also uh, did not like CryptoPunks when I first saw them. And I was like, oh, what is this? Like, you know, to your point, it's like, oh, this is ugly. And I, I didn't understand 
the historical significance. But I think what really helped me understand it um, was when, uh, as, as I was thinking about uh, Fortnite, which I was playing a lot last year because of quarantine, and how these kids would be buying their digital skins to kind of show off how they wanted to be represented to the world uh, in one game. And they were changing their skins every game, which means they were changing their skins every like five to 20 minutes. Kind of like the same, like imagine just like changing your outfit every 20 minutes, right? It's That's kind of what it was. And I was like, you know what? Like this is going to be the way this like this uh, picture and this profile picture is the way I want to represent myself to the world. And what I noticed at the time was that the most OG, the people that knew the most about NFTs, that were the most successful about NFTs, were the people that have CryptoPunks as their avatars, right? And so as I as I thought about that and I thought about like um, American consumerism, let's say, and how we interact with labels and like, you know, if, you know, if you wear a certain label because of what it stands for, right? Like it's not necessarily, you know, there's some things you obviously buy because you like the style and you like the clothing, but there's also brands that, you know, they, they stand for certain things and you associate things with that. Right. And so like, to me, it was like, okay, if over the long term, um, I think the, I think that the value of CryptoPunks are going higher and the value of NFTs are going higher. This is almost like a way to show like I'm a part of like, let's say the, the club and, and having membership. And so like, you know, and I think we're starting to see that sprout out, right? Like now that CryptoPunks are like at the top, uh, you start seeing that come in, you know, for first with like Board Ape Yacht Club and now with other communities that are starting to spring up and around is, you know, because some things are affordable at this point and some things aren't, right, to, to most people. And you're seeing these communities form around each of these NFTs. And like, to me, that's like the coolest part about all of this, right? Uh, I think one of the things that is interesting is like, you know, crypto right now is so small and 10,000 is like that magic number. And the question becomes is as crypto grows bigger, how do you, you want to keep making a lot of these projects more inclusive, not exclusive. Um, so I think that that's like an interesting scaling solution that we're probably going to have to tackle hopefully sooner rather than later as more people get onboarded. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to hear that you're that you're interested in crypto. But do you own any punks? I do not. But I have to tell you that I did have the chance to get one. I think that was back in July when the floor was 20. And I was so close to make the move. And that was a punk that these had. And I decided not to go for it because at that time I could not afford it. Um, so I will regret it for the, the rest of my life. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, uh, you know, they will still stay my, my second favorite NFTs, I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, cool. Is there anything else you like that's besides, besides the punks? Well, I, I love anything that touches on art blocks. Um, I, I think they're they're pretty cool. Um, I have squiggle, so I love my squiggle. Um, and uh, I think just anything that touches on photography as well, because this is where I'm from. So just seeing so many, um, you know, great photography entering the space right now, I am I love it, and I think that this is going to be. Um, I think that NFTs in general are, are something that perhaps. Um, Photographers can benefit a lot, um, and not all of them are aware of it. Um, I'm hoping that uh, Free Hawaii Photo Project helps bring a bit more light on NFTs. Uh, I just had a publication um, on Petapixel, which is a huge um, sort of like media that that that's uh, that touches on photography, and um, you know you can you can see in the comments that people are really still confused so we have still a lot of work to do uh but i think just you know the more and more that we uh either do projects or try to onboard our friends one-on-one -on -one or um you know like talented people or talented artists that we know um the more we're going to do an impact and um i'm really excited about that and uh, i think it's just little little by little um and uh, yeah, seeing that article was super cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and I agree with you. I think that as more people uh, are learning about it, we still have a lot of work to do, right? Like I still uh, am amazed uh, because we're so deep in the weeds. So like to us, it's like, oh yeah, like it's an NFT. Like how do you not know what an NFT is? But there's still so many people in the world that 
have no idea what an NFT is. And, you know, it seems like on the surface, when you first hear about it, you're like, oh, this is, you know, tulips, this is some bubble, this is some craziness. But once you like really start getting in the weeds and doing research, that's when like you start realizing it's like, wow, you know, this is a real thing. You know, this is this is something that um, that people uh, and uh, the community in general will start utilizing long term. Right. So uh, to me, it's like I think at this point it's all about education. And I know that's something like anybody listening to this podcast right now is like we're all early. Right. Like it, uh, it's on us. It's on our job. It's our job to focus on educating people and, and working on this, you know. Um, so that's why, like, I'm I'm super excited when, you know, we get people from the traditional world like yourself coming into the space, understanding it, uh, being embraced by the community. Because I, I do see, like, your interactions with, with other community members and, and how you're always on Twitter spaces talking to people and, and seeing just how, how you've been able to flourish as an artist yourself and probably even, you know, build your, a stronger bond to your community because of it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that every time that I have someone who doesn't understand NFTs coming to me and being like, Hey Kat, I really want to get into NFTs. Like, where do I start? I think that being on Twitter is always my number one answer. Like being on Twitter, you just, you just you just understand what's happening here. You understand the community. Uh, you see you see what other people are doing. That's how you learn. That's how you 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 develop um, sort of like friendships and and um, and relationships. And uh, that's that's really how I think um, basically that's a good way to build ourselves as artists. And that's something also that I have not really felt. Let's say outside of Twitter, outside of NFTs. Uh, I've always felt a little bit like an outsider, let's say, on Instagram, um, because my photography style was perhaps a little bit non-traditional, I would say. Um, so I was, well, I, I still do a lot of composite photography. Um, and it's always been sort of like considered as the, the dark horse in in the photography um, uh, community. But I have to say that on Twitter, I've always felt super inclusive from the start and also just being um, exposed to so many different types of art uh, has really helped me also grow as an artist. Um, like on, on back in the days on Instagram, I say back in the days because honestly, I've been, I haven't really been on Instagram much within the last year and a half. Um, and I've completely shifted my entire focus on Twitter because that's where I, that's where I feel it, the community is the strongest. Uh, but but back in the days on Instagram, you know, you just post a photo and then people scroll and they don't stop and, and really, you know, ask about the story. But here in NFTs, people are actually genuinely interested in hearing about your story. Like in, in the last in the last eight months, I have spoke about my work um, and my art more than in five years stimulated being on Instagram and Facebook. So I think that just just uh, Twitter and NFTs in general are just a wonderful way to grow as an artist and really go back into the root of your art. Like, why do you create? What's the story behind your art? And I absolutely love spaces because we're building connections through, uh, you know, talking and, and getting the tone of people rather than just a text, you know, when or a little bit, uh, a little comment that you see on Instagram. So that's why I, I'm so um, I'm so bullish on um, on Twitter because that really helps us build strong connections. And I think that's why the community is so strong here on Twitter, because you, you can get their personality, you can get the feel of other people rather than just like, hey, cool shot, bro. You know, um, so, yeah, so I so it's, I think that's like the best way for anyone who wants to start um, um, just starting on Twitter and starting to um, to interact with other people. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, you know, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, seeing artists like yourself, uh, artists like Justin Aversano come into the space and really, one, embrace the medium. Uh, and you've seen both of yours and his success uh, and how the community has embraced you guys in return. And I think, and I've been thinking about this now for a couple of weeks, and this is probably, this is some alpha that I haven't written about myself. Uh but I've been thinking about a lot and I'd love to hear your perspective as a photographer is I think part of, I think part of what has made generative art so successful 
uh, in the last few months is the fact that uh, there's force, there's not force scarcity, but you know the scarcity, right? Like if there's an art blocks run for a thousand prints, there's only a thousand of those, right? Like generative art has been around for decades. But the thing is, right, if I'm a gen, if I was a generative art artist, even, you know, a year ago, two years ago, I could tell you, oh, I'm only going to run this formula a hundred times. Right. But you don't, as a collector, you don't know that I have to trust that the artist won't do that. Um, and I think part of the reason why generative art is taken off so much is because of the fact that it's like, oh, okay, this, this, uh, run, this, uh, collection has only been run a hundred times, a thousand times, whatever the number is. And I think that that's what has allowed generative art to really take off. Um, because I, I think that introducing that, uh, scarcity, uh, that known scarcity has really allowed uh, for collectors to to begin collecting things and to hold them for uh, longer periods of time, knowing that there won't be, let's say, inflation of the artist pieces. And to me, uh, I kind of feel the the conditions are ripe for photography as well, right? Like as um, as a photographer, right? If I if I purchase one of your prints. I would have to trust that you told me you made whatever one, five, ten, however many prints you made, and hoping that that you would be honest with me. But now with everything on chain, I know exactly how many prints you made, right? So, like to me, I think that um, the NFT market is much the same way it did for uh, generative art in the last few months. I think we could be on the precipice of that happening to photography, and I think you're already seeing it, right? Because I think you see a lot of people. Uh, that have started in generative art moving over to photography. So as a photographer, I'd love to hear your feedback on that and what your thoughts are with regards to that. Absolutely. I think it's, I think you're bringing a lot of really, really cool points. Um, I think that scarcity, it, we can all, we, we all have different ways to evaluate scarcity, but let's say if I look at my body of work, um, I will, probably think that my images that uh, required the most time and effort and years to produce are the more the most scarce and um, also like just generally speaking I only produce about 10 to 12 uh, pieces a year uh, just because it takes me so much time to to create them and I, I love to go back to the same spots multiple times uh, during the day at night sunset uh, just to really get a feel of it and then um, also, my, my the type of photography I do uh, requires me um, a lot of time, just sort of like collecting the different pieces and putting everything together. Um, so for sure, if I look at my body of work, I will um, think of scarcity as perhaps the, 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 the pieces that are the most unique or that has required the most time to produce. But also, if I look at the Hawaii photo, um, because it, it became so viral, I see this 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 image as very scarce too, because I'm like, well, there's only going to be a one NFT. And now there's so many different copies in the world. And no joke, I think this, it, this image has probably uh, over a, a billion views. Um, when I was doing my research uh, to put the video together, I could not believe how many times that photo has been shared uh, with or without credits, mostly without, and uh, you know, 100K, 500K likes, um, and it, it's it's just been absolutely crazy. So, I think that for photography, I, I get what you say, where you where you know that there's like a set um, a set uh, number of pieces, but I think that we have to see it in a different way for photography. That the the pieces in themselves are scarce because they either capture a unique moment if you were doing um, if you're doing more documentary photography or they're they have a lot of work behind it. Um, so it's a definitely, it's really, really interesting uh, concept. And um, I think that's why also some of the photography collections have had so much success because you know that uh, they only have 50 pieces or 100 pieces. And I think that this is a good way to also include scarcity uh, without photography, uh, with, within photography. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. I still have not dig into collections in general. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to do it, but I've seen a lot of really, really talented people, uh, you know, be, be super successful with it. So it, it totally makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and this is something I've been thinking about for the last like few weeks 
And that, that's why I think the conditions are really ripe for photography NFTs to really take off. Um, I, I guess a question I have is, you know, we've been talking about the positives of this, but have you gotten any like pushback from like, let's say like traditional artists or, you know, people from the traditional side of the photography space that are like, you know, are you crazy? Like, why are you doing this? You know, people that are very much part of the status quo. Cause I, I'm, I'm very curious. Cause I remember when, I was talking in clubhouse rooms in, in January and February, and I would go into these art, into these like very art focused rooms and talk about NFTs. You know, you would have, it was very, a very interesting dichotomy because you would have the uh, gallerists, the curators, the gatekeepers, let's say, being like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is, you know, stupid. This is not going to last. But then I was getting DMs from like every artist in the room being like, hey, can you teach me how to make an NFT? And um, I'm just super curious as to like the feedback you've been getting. Have you been getting any like negative feedback? Um, yeah, I, I think that most of the, the negative feedback just comes from not understanding. That's, that's usually the, the main feedback that I have. Um, it's funny cause like maybe one or two months, um, like within the NFT space, I was already doing some, uh, live streams on Instagram and I was trying to talk a bit about NFTs, even if I did not understand fully and. I was just, you know, already sort of like sharing my knowledge about it and uh, people were so confused. But I remember there were a few people kind of like curious, but they never really they never really took the jump. They never really um, decided to to move for, forward with that. Um, I think it just really, really comes from not understanding what NFTs are, but also what crypto is. I think crypto can be very scary when you don't understand it. And even I was trying to share, you know, what I'm doing with my parents and they're like, God, you can't get, you know, paid in fake money. You have to sell everything like you need to get this in your bank account. So I think it's just um, a mix of not understanding what NFTs are and not understanding what crypto is. And um, people maybe are also are afraid to learn new things like there's, you know, like if, if you're doing well in the traditional world, then why would you why would you jump jump into nfts and i i think that um you know if i if i would be doing super well in the traditional world if i'm if my stuff would be in museums and and galleries and stuff like that i i'm not sure if i would necessarily dive into this but i think that for artists like me that have all always sort of like been a little bit of outsiders um and never necessarily like exposed in, in, in uh, galleries and museums um that's why i got curious so i think that we need to target curiosity first um and i think that this this is done with um you know doing podcasts like we're doing now i'm really excited to share this podcast with my audience on instagram because i have been receiving hundreds and hundreds of dms since i started and you know you're trying to help everybody but, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, where, where do we have a platform that delivers the right information? And uh, I, I, that's why I love this podcast. Um, and I think it's going to be really useful. Thank, thank you very much. Um, we, have, we have two minutes left um, for to claiming the PO app for those uh, that are listening in live. Uh, if you go to gmoney.ai, you can claim a PO app. Uh, for episode four, which features the free Hawaii photo in the background. Uh, so you guys have two minutes left to claim that. Um, I guess the the question I have with with regards to that, and obviously, you know, um, what you were just saying, everything that you were saying about people not knowing, because I, I think at this point, it's, it's really about education and like, how do we onboard as many people as we can, which is why I love giving, you know, artists like yourself a platform to to, to, to discuss your experiences and to kind of uh, help empower other artists is like, what are there any, is there, what advice I guess you have for, for artists that are getting into the space? Like, I know I have my advice that I always tell people and I'm just, I literally can't say it enough is like community, 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 engage with your collectors. But I guess what have, uh, besides that, uh, what have you um, experienced that you would, want to share with other artists as they come into the space? Yeah, I think that the advice I've always been giving is to take your time. Um, I see a lot of artists just really sort of like rushing projects and and thinking that, you know, spending one week in the community is enough. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that it's not enough, but I think just really taking your time to 
um, um, immerse yourself in the community, understand what NFTs are, how you can um, take your art and do something cool and perhaps different. I think that NFTs are the perfect, perfect medium to just take your art to the next level. So just take this this uh, opportunity to do something different that perhaps you would not have been able to do um, in, in, in other social media or, um, you know, other, other, uh, jobs. So I would say really take your time and like, there's no rush. Like I understand that, you know, it might look like a bubble perhaps from people, uh, that don't fully understand the space. And it's like, go, go, go. We need to go now. We need to do this, but like, just take your time, like breathe. It's going to be all right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's funny you say that because I was having that conversation today with somebody where, um, you know, because of the nature of crypto and uh, how everything moves so quickly, you feel like, one, you can never sleep, and two, that you always need to act quickly in order to take advantage of opportunities. And the one thing I've been learning is that um, the more patient I am, the better the opportunities that come to me uh, are. And that's one, but also two is the more clear headed I am because you're not necessarily like to your point, right? Is like if somebody finds out about NFTs, I think they, their initial reaction is like, okay, let me do something very quick because I don't know how long this is going to last and I want to take advantage of it. Um, but I think when you start understanding that NFTs are here to stay long term, then you're like, okay, let me be thoughtful about it. Let me do something that one is organic. And uh, two is authentic to, to who I am as a creator and an artist. So I, I think that that's tremendous advice. Like, I, I love that. Um, yeah, like, uh, you know, I, I yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'm just like, as I think about the space, um, I think that that's like one of those things that's a common misconception that people should just take their time. So I totally agree with you there. Yeah, that's what I've been doing since the beginning. And uh, as you, like you, it, it has always... Um, you know, it brought me to, to, to the right place. And um, it has also allowed me to create projects just like the Free Hawaii photo. Like I would have never been able to rush a project like this. There was just so much getting into this from the, um, you know, pitching ideas, storyboarding, uh, making the video, uh, putting together the video, the music, uh, the, the, the marketing plan, uh, executing the marketing plan. And now, like, it's not even done. Like, we're, we're going to have a section on the website, actually, that, um, you know, will we'll feature um, some of the usage of the image, uh, maybe some derivatives as well, some publications. So it's a really big project. And I think that, you know, either it's one big project, either it's one drop or one collection. Um, taking your time, like you said, will always allow people to be also more authentic within their art. So I really, I really like what you said. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, I want to be I want to be, I wanna be uh, cognizant of your time and, and knowing that you have to, to get out of here soon. Um, are there any is there anything that you're working on upcoming that, that you wish to share or thoughts that you have? I, I know at the top of the hour, you're like, yeah, like right now, I bet your first your first priority is probably to get some sleep. <laughs> but uh, once you're done with that, you know, like I I love your art, like I love everything that uh that you're working on. And that's originally why I reached out to you. So, uh, like I said, when you came back to me and you were interested in, in doing this, I was like, wow, like this is something I definitely want to, to be involved with. So I, I'm sure people are definitely interested in what you're working on next. If, if you could share anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think I, I might have a few more single drops, um, coming up on super rare. Um, I might also be part of uh, Show You, uh, which is supposed to launch in October. So this is this is something I've been working on. Um, and then you know, like I, I'm, I'm not opposed to collection. So I'm I'm started to to think slowly about a, a possible collection. Uh, but this once again, like it's I, I don't think I would um, put a collection quickly and just launch something. I think I I really want to create something that's uh, unique and special and. That, that aligns with everything else that I have been doing um, in NFT. So this is a possibility. I uh, still still like a, you know, very um, just a start. Um, so I don't have like fully developed thoughts about that. So, yeah, I, I think that Hawaii has been 
such a my huge focus over the last uh, three months that um, maybe I'll just uh, you know take it easy, take a little break, and then dive dive back into something that's um, way bigger. Thank so you. yeah, you know, and and the hashtag for that is Free Hawaii Photo, right? Hashtag Free Hawaii Photo. Yeah, hashtag Free Hawaii Photo, and then you can also uh, go on the website FreeHawaiiPhoto.com if you wanna download. Uh, we have made uh, a few different. Um, images and, and and format available so uh we have high res medium res we also have i think nine by ten uh, 19 by 10 um sorry 16 by 10 16 by 9 uh for your mm -hmm. phone wallpaper so if you want to grab a high res file and uh you know um upload it on uh, a, a printing service you can just get your own print so this is what i want i want people to get the image yeah yeah i i agree and you know, thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, for those of you that missed any part of this conversation, uh, you're, you're, you'll be able to listen to this. Uh, it'll be up on, uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, also on Spotify and, uh, and all streaming, uh, services going forward, starting probably tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, cats, uh, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I wish you nothing but, but the best going forward. And thank you for allowing me to be part of this historic moment with you. Well, thank you for trusting me. Thank you for believing the project and, and for having me tonight. And I hope that uh, together we'll be able to uh, onboard more people in NFTs and just uh, sort of like, uh, you know, make, make history together. So I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for listening, guys. Have a good night.